Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Scripture study. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Yahusha, his son, our Savior, our Master, Shepherd, Lamb, Brother, that we learn and open up our hearts, our minds, our thinking spiritually. As we do today's study in the scriptures. And we use the scriptures translation into the English. You can find the scriptures 1998 online, or you can order it, read it online, order it to be sent to your home. The scriptures 1998 translation has removed all of the pagan words that are used. And it is interesting and welcome anybody here on Pal Talk. I am live on Pal Talk again. And it is interesting that we had a person come into the room just a minute ago. And of course, they come in and they say what they're going to say. And, and then they leave and, you know, that's fine. But they were drawn in by the title of my room. And the title has changed to the words you use are pagan. And so I guess they didn't like that um, title. So they came in and said, words aren't evil, people are. So that leads us up to our study today, which is awesome, the way the spirit of Yahuwah work. Today's study will teach us about mixing pagan things with heavenly things. And do our words matter? Does it matter what words we use? Or can you just use whatever words you want, even though they're pagan words, idolatry, an abomination to the Father? But in your heart, you are thinking the good stuff, you know. Can you mix pagan things with heavenly things? Are you supposed to, according to scripture? I have been telling the brethren since March <laughs> about the use of pagan words in English and pagan feasts accepted by Christians. I've been explaining this to them, you know, not in a bad way, just telling them about it. And what I found 
most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, they don't seem to care. To them, things like that don't matter. It doesn't matter what words you use. It doesn't matter that you keep a, hol a religious, you call it, holiday, Christmas, or Easter, when these are not connected to the Father. And he didn't tell you to do it. As we go through this study, we are going to see that translators may have an agenda. Yes, even in the scriptures. Translation. Because with Hebrew words, they can have different meaning depending on the sentence. Just like English words, you can say a word and, you know, it means different things depending on how you're using it in the sentence. And it even sounds different depending on how you're using it in the sentence. So you understand the concept. I want us to make sure we can understand the words according to their meaning. But understand, we will also find out what the Almighty thinks about idolatry in different forms. Let us see what Yahuwah Elohim has written. In the first place we're going to look is in the book of Exodus 23. In Exodus 23, we have Elohim continuing to give commands to the children of Israel that they could hear with their own ears. So that was Elohim speaking. They could hear it with their own ears. We're going to look at verse 13 here in Exodus. And in the um, scriptures translation, that would be Shemoth, which is the Hebrew word. So Exodus, Shemoth, it, it doesn't matter which one you use. But I like to use the Hebrew words when I can, when I know what they are. There's a reason for using, for naming a book the way they did. So in Shemoth chapter 23, verse 13, it says, And in all that I have said to you, take heed and make no mention of the name of other mighty ones, let it not be heard from your mouth. Now, understand that this is the English translation of this, uh, the Scriptures 1998 translation, and if you look at any of the other English translations, they're going to say the same thing, basically. And, and so this is saying, make no mention of the name of other mighty ones, meaning other gods, deities, 
or anything like that. Don't say their name. Let it not be heard from your mouth. Now, an interesting thing about that is, as we know, and this is the reason why we're looking at this is because we have to understand that just because the English, no matter what translation says it, doesn't mean that it's correct. Because guess what? If that we saw there in Exodus Shemoth 23 is true, if that command is true, if that was truly what Yahuwah said, that was his law, then we cannot, it's we're not, we're not supposed to read or study or speak a tremendous amount of scripture. Because why, you ask? <laughs> because in all the prophets and in the history and in the wisdom and New Testament, there are names of other deities, mighty ones, you know, idolaters, I mean, idolatry. They're, they're named all over scripture, you see. And their rituals are mentioned. It tells us what they, who they are. It tells us what they expected the people to do for them all over scripture, you see. And, and so, because we know, see, so that doesn't make sense, does it? You're, you're not going to um, be able to read a lot of the Old and New Testament because the command right there in the English tells you that you're not supposed to speak the name or let it be heard. You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to say it. You're not supposed to hear it. You're not supposed to listen to it, the name of any other deity. If that's what that verse really says, then we got a big problem with a lot of the scriptures <laughs> because there's a whole bunch of deities mentioned. So, what does that mean? Well, we've got to understand that the English translation has error. That's what you have to understand. So we know by the spirit of Yah, as we're reading Exodus Shemoth chapter 23, verse 13, the spirit of Yah is telling us something's wrong with that verse because it, it contradicts a lot of stuff that we're supposed to do in scripture, meaning teach about and read scripture. So we're not going to be able to read the scripture. We're not supposed to teach certain parts, a lot of parts of the scripture. So, you know, so the spirit is saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's the way the spirit works, you see. The spirit's saying, no, that's, you don't get that verse correct. <laughs> that verse in the English is wrong, you see. 
So that's what the Spirit is trying to tell us, because Yahuwah Elohim is not the author of confusion, okay? And that would be great confusion. Your law says this, and then you go and tell your prophets to, to go and preach the names of these other um, deities and tell us about them and warn us about them and use their names. And we're going to use their names by, you know, repeating what the prophets say and what the scripture says. But your command said not to do it. That doesn't make sense. So we know it's wrong. So, since we now know that that English translation, which is in all the English translations, by the way, I looked at everyone that I had access to. There might be one out there. And the Scriptures translation 1998 that I use is pretty, pretty good. It's pretty accurate. But it still has error, and that's the point. They all say the same thing. And in all that I have said to you, take heed and make no mention of the name of other mighty ones or Elohim or deities other than Yahuwah. Let it not be heard from your mouth. That's what verse 13 says in English. Now, what does the verse really say, since we now know and understand that that can't be possible? The English word mention, which is the way Satan works things, he messes people up. He wants us to fall and he wants us to argue over stuff and he wants us to, you know, separate and ha have division and, you know, not get along. And so he does it by words. You know, he changes words here and there. And so let's take a look. The English word mention is actually translated from the Hebrew. And the word is saza. I like that word. Some words just, I like some words. They just sound good. Anyway, it says saza. So, which actually means to mark. So as to recognize. That is to remember. Now, recognize, remember, to remember, that isn't the English word mention <laughs> in, in, in my English speaking. That's, so we have a problem there. Now the other times this Hebrew word is translated into English, sometimes it says be mindful, recount, remember, make to be remembered, bring to remembrance, think on, understand that's the meaning of that word. So, saw-ka, so, 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 And now we understand what this Hebrew word actually means. And it has nothing to do with mention okay 
Now let us look at another Hebrew word in this verse. The English says, let it be heard. And the Hebrew word is shama, which means to hear intelligently. You understand? It's not talking about just saying the word. It actually is talking about to hear intelligently. The word has to do with obedience, publish, report, cause to make here. This verse in Shemoth, Exodus 23:13, is not saying don't say the name of other Elohims. That's not what the verse is saying in the Hebrew. It is saying don't think about them. Don't do what they want you to do. Don't get others to think about or do what the other Elohim want. You see, now that, of course, <laughs> is, makes much more sense. You see, we have to be warned about the deities, pagan words, things that are bad for us to be using and and thinking it's one thing when it's actually another thing. So this verse is not saying, just saying the name is the sin. No, that's that's not what it's, that's not what Yahuwah commanded. But what it's actually saying is getting involved with them, the other deities, all these other, you know, deities and mighty ones that are on this earth and people worship or getting others to do that or telling others how to do that to get them to do it to invite them to do it know who they are that's what it's saying know who they are understand our enemy the deities especially satan we know but there's a bunch of you know idolatry that goes on in many other, and especially in um, the Old Testament and the New Testament. They had a lot more than we do. So know who they are. It's okay to know who they are. And stay away from thinking about them. Don't dwell on them. Don't try to understand them. You know, that's the way some people are. They say, well, okay, um, you know, I know that this is bad, but let's find out why these bad people, you know, these idolaters, why do they do what they do? What do they see in this one? <laughs> so, so the thing is that we must understand not to get involved with people connected to idolatry just to see what they're doing or to become a part of them, to bring them to Christianity, of course, is another one they say. So now this verse makes much more sense to us. The Almighty's next words tell us what we are to do. And that, of course, would be in verse 14 there of Shemath or Exodus. 
and it says, three times in a year you are to observe a festival to me. He goes on to tell you about his festivals. In other words, keep these festivals, understand, keep these festivals. That's why he's telling you about these deities and their festivals and, you know, understand what they're trying to get you to do. But I don't want you to do, I don't want you to become involved with their festivals and their things. This is what I want you to do. And so, in other words, keep these and no one else's. That's why it's mentioned in the next verses. <laughs> After he talks about, you know, know who the enemies are, know what their pagan rituals are, know about idolatry, but don't take part in them at all in any way, shape, or form and connect it to me, in other words, he's saying. So is Christmas or Easter on his list? <laughs> no, they are not. Uh, there is no Christmas or Easter mentioned to keep in Scripture. No, his feast days are mentioned in the Old Testament. He didn't make any new ones up in the New Testament. So where did Christmas and Easter come from? pagan celebrations that were combined with Christians long ago. That's where Christmas and Easter came from. So if you keep Christmas or Easter as a religious holiday connected to the Savior, connected to the Father, connected to Christianity at all, You are breaking the commands of Elohim. Absolutely. And we can confirm that in the New Testament. Absolutely. So let's turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 in the New Testament. Does that mean that we can't celebrate cultural holidays? And that's what Christmas is. Christmas is a cultural holiday. It's a family holiday. Thanksgiving's the same thing. Easter is another thing that is not, is different because Easter is pagan and Easter has nothing whatsoever to do with anything except for Christianity, supposedly. And so, of course, Easter is an abomination. So you should never, ever have anything to do with that in any way, shape or form. But the other things like Christmas and, and, um, New Year's and 4th of July being Americans now, that, you know, these are our cultural holidays and there's nothing wrong with those. Understand that they have nothing to do with Christianity. So if you want to take part, then take part. But don't combine them with the Father. Second Corinthians chapter six. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Let's look and read. Begin there with me. Do not become unevenly yoked with unbelievers. 
For what partnership have righteousness and lawlessness? And what fellowship has light with darkness? And what agreement has Messiah with Belial? Or what part does a believer have with an unbeliever? And what union has the dwelling place of Elohim with idols? For you are a dwelling place of the living Elohim, as Elohim has said. I shall dwell in them and walk among them, and I shall be their Elohim, and they shall be my people. Therefore come out from among them and be separate, says Yahuwah, and do not touch what is unclean, and I shall receive you. And I shall be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says Yahuwah the Almighty. So, you understand, if you're combining, you're combining com the combination of pagan things with spiritual things, it's an abomination to the Father. So, we see in these verses, Paul tells us that we are not to combine what is from heaven, that's right, with pagan ideas or rituals or beliefs. You see, there are some that teach as believers, yeah, they teach this, unbelievable, but they do, you know. What do they teach? Well, they teach because the Spirit dwells in us and in with us, that anything we do or say becomes set apart, becomes spiritual. It's good because we're special and spiritual and have the spirit dwelling with us. It doesn't matter what it is we're doing. It's purified, acceptable to the Father. But Paul teaches that is absolutely false. I've heard people say that, <laughs> and it amazes me that they say those things. In verse 17 here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, what? What does it say? We just read it. Come out from among them and be separate, says Yahuwah, and do not touch. In Hebrew, this word touch is do not attach yourself to, okay? That's what it's talking about. Do not attach yourself to. You know, you're a believer. What is unclean or impure? And if you keep yourself, keep yourself from the things that are impure, then guess what? This is what Yahuwah says. And Yahuwah shall receive you to take into one's favor. He will receive you as long as you separate yourself from everything that is unclean. And I shall be a father to you. So brethren, we see that we must make sure we are not mixing pagan ideas with spiritual brethren. 
or the Father and the Son will reject you. So guess what, guys? We just learned that takes care of pagan holidays. Christmas is a pagan holiday. It came from pagan idolatry and infiltrated and brought into Christianity to make it easier for the Gentile pagans to accept Christianity. So they kind of mixed it together with the times that the um, Jews were celebrating their holiday with the pagan holiday. So it combined it and it brought in all this pagan stuff, Christmas. And also Easter. That's a big one. Easter is also an abomination to the Father. It is, and it's interesting, isn't it? That the King James Version uses the word Easter. Like I told you at the beginning of the study, sometimes the translators had an agenda. And, and their agenda was not what the Father has told us or wants us to do. So the whole point here, and we've learned about it and understood that you cannot, cannot worship the English translation because there's a lot of error in the English. And you have to make sure of what the Father really wants us to do and not just because some church or some person or some denomination has told you that you should be doing it. Next time we will look at some other pagan things the brethren do. And this was from our study on TalkShoe. Study the scriptures. You can find us at TalkShoe.com. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.